Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, everybody. Monday morning, September 21st, 2000. I never said anything bad about your mom for you to say that to me. Now I'm getting creative. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. You're listening to... Of course you are. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Interesting finish to last night's Seattle-New England game. <laughs> Curveball, didn't think you'd go there. Just because it ended at the goal line that way. <laughs> so, I mean, I know they played the Dolphins week one, but after two games, are we starting to believe that it was Tom Brady or that it was a Belichick kind I'm of I'm not going to say a word yet. I'm just watching. Oh, I said after two games. Yeah, it's too soon. It's too soon. I know Brady looked pretty good in the first half and then disappeared in the second half. But he does that. When games when he's up, he doesn't throw the ball much after that. No. He'll hand the ball off a lot. The last three games between these two teams have been decided at the one-yard line. Holy mackerel. You didn't think I'd go there, huh? No, I didn't. Because I'm not going to talk about how the Heat lost game three. Well, I mean, that's, that's ancient history. Already. And they don't play till Wednesday, so it's like off the radar for a day or so. They kind of got hosed a little bit on that one. Yeah, you know why they did it, to catch up the Lakers. Well, that and— Don't the Lakers play tomorrow night? They do. Uh, also, also, Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, well, Monday Night Football, that's understood between sports. But it's on ESPN. Both games yeah, would be on ESPN. they wouldn't have Eastern competed. Conference, Eastern Conference Finals is on ESPN. It's an ESPN thing. Okay, they would not They would have found a way to not have them compete, is what I'm saying. Even if they were on separate networks. Well, they did find a way. They didn't schedule them. I'm saying, exactly. But they don't—there's an understood thing between leagues like that that they don't go up against each other. Uh, back in 86, it was the Monday Night Football that went up against the World Series and should have never happened, and, you know, just whatever. Well, it didn't work out in the Heat's favor. Uh, well, maybe the time off will help them. Well, you're also giving time off to Boston, a team that has pretty much played every other day for, like, the last three weeks. Yeah, it, it gives them a chance to lick up their wounds, and I'm going to be very dead honest with you. Everything I was worried about made itself... Made itself known in game three. Well, they also threw in Gordon Hayward, and we didn't necessarily plan for him. Uh, so they kind of used him to their advantage. Now, a lot of minutes, but he didn't score a lot. He just was a facilitator. He was, he was very, he and was he was helpful effective. defensively. He was effective defensively. I think his plus minus was very good also. It is what it is. Game four Wednesday. We'll see what happens. That's why I had guarded optimism. All it took was one game to knock us off our perch a little bit. But that's okay. We still carry, a, we being the Heat, carry a two games to one lead. But last night, notice I haven't even gone to the NFL. I haven't even gone to baseball. Last night, Nuggets, Lakers, scintillating, delicious. Great what ending. Are, what other things can I use? What other adjectives can I use? Entertaining. Oh, I think it was beyond entertaining. Edge of your seat. Um, it was, man. Nuggets won on a 9-0 yeah. run. All of a sudden, they took the lead. Yeah, that was a crazy-ass game. They took the sense. lead, and they had a great defensive sequence and gave Anthony Davis pretty much 1.2 seconds to do damage. 8-12 in the third quarter. It's 70-54. Lakers. That's sort of where I tuned, went to tune the game out and came back and realized 
you know, had the, the O-H-A moment that we were amidst a very, very good and very classic basketball game. But it was right around there where I tuned it out, where I was like, okay, this, this, this isn't going to happen here. 16-point lead, I was like, okay, you know, the lead's ebb and flow, but looks like the Lakers have full command. Denver came back like they know how to do so well. And then, yeah, they came back. They made it a game. But what happened at the end of the game is what I'm referring to, Frank. I watched last minute or so we saw LeBron defer some stuff. Remember, in the midst of a game, you're passing the ball. You're looking for an open shot. Um, there's a lot of things that play into you know a game plan. Uh, we're going to run this set. So much that can go down with that. And we've learned over the years that, especially now, an older LeBron is more of a facilitating LeBron. But I'm going to tell you, when that game went crazy and it was 2.1 seconds and there was an inbound pass, the last thing I expected was that LeBron James would be worried about setting a screen on Mason Plumlee. That's not what I expected from LeBron James with 2.1 seconds. The worst part about it was I told my son, watch. 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 He doesn't want this. Because there's almost something in that face that tells you when he's not 100% there. I said, look, he doesn't want this. Watch. Watch. And I thought they were going to lose. I didn't think AD was going to hit that shot. No, I didn't either. Great shot. Is that the first choice from three? No. Danny Green got blocked, so you don't want to try to go back to him. So wouldn't your alpha be your first choice? Mm -hmm. Why is he setting a screen on Mason Plumley? And don't get me wrong. He came out like gangbusters early in that game. His box score, you know, is, is your very typical, your very noteworthy LeBron James box score, the one we're so used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Mason Plumlee who played all of nine minutes and scored two points. I don't know why LeBron was worried about putting a screen on him. But LeBron also didn't do the facilitator thing last night. He only had four dimes. 11 boards along with his 26 points. There's no timeout called. Is there already a set play and he knew it wasn't him? Okay, so here's the that was what I was like. Up. What so, the hell went down? How does LeBron not take that? So last what shot? if it was a set play? He was supposed to do the screen, and Anthony Davis wasn't supposed to whip around. That will let's say that was what was drawn out in the timeout. How do, how does LeBron doesn't step up and say, "Hey, I want the shot. Yeah, That's say, my shot." There's no scenario where I'm not gonna question LeBron. Kobe would have never said. Kobe would have never agreed to. Oh, let me take a screen so then somebody else can take the shot. Uh, Robert Ory ended up hitting a game winner. It's because there was a rebound, and then he ended up being open. They passed it out to him. But Kobe wouldn't pass up a shot like that. Talking about Kobe, did you notice after AD hits the three and starts running down the baseline, you notice what he said? Yeah, he said Kobe. He said Kobe. And he admitted to it after the game. He and, did. I didn't hear him after yeah, the He admitted after the game in the little presser, and um, there was an homage to Kobe. They wore the Black Mamba jerseys last night. Uh, also, Anthony Davis had one of the Kobe versions of shoes on. So he was Kobe. Dude, up. he ran the first thing he said, Kobe. And you don't know what my daughter noticed. I didn't even notice. She was, did he just say Kobe? I went and rewound it. I go, you're damn right he did. He didn't want the ball, Frank. 
I have a hard time wrapping my hands around this one. I'm, I'm the one that defends him a lot. Well, the Le- I don't like him. I, don't, I defend him an awful lot. The LeBron clan is going to come out and swarm on you and say, oh, but it was a better shot and Anthony Davis had the hot hand. So here is my evidence saying that he didn't want that final shot. Within the last minute and a half, there was two open shots that he could have taken and he passed the ball up. You're LeBron James. You need to take those shots. Why are you facilitating the ball? And it's crazy that Barkley, even though Barkley said during halftime that Anthony Davis did not have that killer instinct, that he did not want to take that final shot, he did also he say that LeBron was, was also like, like a, a Magic Johnson, that he was a facilitator, and Kobe and Michael would kill you to win the game. And we, it was very evident at the last final, in the final minute and a half that LeBron doesn't have that mentality, that Barkley was dead on on who LeBron James is. So much to get to. We've got baseball scores. We've got NFL scores. We've got this basketball game to talk about. We've got game fours to talk about that are coming over the next couple of days. So much to get to. We'll get to it. Coming up next right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Is that what I think it is? Yeah, it's music. Yeah, but is that Madonna? Yeah, music. Not Vogue or some crap no. like that? Music. Music. Yeah. <laughs> it's music. Yeah. All right. That was good. Back with Good Morning Amigo. There's any old man here on a Monday morning. You know what that means? Coffee's been kind of eliminated from my mornings, although I'm, I'm going to put an end to that pretty soon. I need, I need constant coffee all the time. We gotta do a version of of constant coffee with that song constant craving. Have you ever heard that song? What before? song is that? Constant craving, constant craving. You've heard the song before. Perhaps I'm gonna have to song. look it up. It's just got a little slow beat to it. I bet you some of these young Padawans know that song. So I'm gonna leave baseball for last, Frank, because there's just so much to get to. Yeah, it's a football Monday. So. Football Monday means only one thing. What's that? That that means it was football Sunday yesterday. That's right. And when there was a football Sunday, that means there were football games that were played. And because there were football games that were played, that means that there are final scores. You like how I set that up, everybody? It's Monday morning. And here are your NFL scores. Oh, was there a lot of stuff going on? Who cares, Daniel Jones? You threw for 241 yards. Your team lost. Shout out to Trubisky for a couple of touchdown passes. Bears beat the Giants 17-13. Bears 2-0. Unbelievable. When you can score 30 in the second half. Recover an onside kick, have your quarterback throw for 450 yards, and kick a game-winning field goal. Falcons blow another lead. Cowboys 40, 
Atlanta, 39. Falcons had the most embarrassing moment of 2020 in that game. Care to elaborate? Well, I'll tell you afterwards. Afterwards. Okay. I'll benchmark that. Aaron Jones goes for a buck 68 and two touches. Didn't matter what the hell Aaron Rodgers did at that point. Packers blow out the Lions 42-21. Packers 2-0. Ryan Tannehill throws four touchdowns. Where was that Ryan Tannehill when he was in the Akron Orange? He keeps doing his stuff. And even though Minshew goes for 339 and three touches, not enough. Titans beat the Jaguars 33-30. Titans 2-0. Jimmy Johnson said as much before the game started. I think he thinks the Vikings are trash. I know what is trash. Kirk Cousins. Colts spanked the Vikings 28-11. Bills come into town. Town being Miami. Stephon Diggs, buck 53 in a touch. Josh Allen looking like the second coming of Jim Kelly. As he goes for 417 yards and four touchdowns. Bills squeak one out against the Dolphins, 31-28. Congratulations, Eric Velt. Bills, 2-0. Garoppolo gets hurt. It's like everybody got hurt with the Niners. Didn't matter. They spanked the Jets. Jets suck. That's why. <laughs> Mostert went for a touchdown that was like 157 yards. He made it seem like it was 22 yards because he runs so darn fast. In other action around the NFL, Rams spank the now 0-2 Eagles, 37-19. Jared Goff goes for 267, three touches. Just, just a straight-up blowout. Rams, 2-0. Steel Curtain. Host the Denver Broncos. Broncos fall to 0-2. Ben Roethlisberger, 3-11. In the air with two touchdowns. James Conner, 16 carries, 106 yards on the ground. Steelers, 26. Broncos, 21. Steelers, 2-0. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, 367 yards in the air for the Panthers. Not even close to being enough. Buccaneers over the Panthers. 31-17. Buccaneers get their first victory in the Tom Brady era. Threw for almost 200 yards in the first half in that victory. Panthers fall to 0-2. Bucks 1-1 on the season. Arizona Cardinals with behind Kyler Murray's 286 yards in the air. He ran a few too. He did a good job, man. Beat the Washington the football time. team 30-15. Congratulations to... Yes, yes, my son, who's an Arizona Cardinals fan. Go team. figure. I had him on my fantasy team. And it's so Cardinals! 2-0! Makes me happy to hear that. It really does. They went extra minutes in Los Angeles. Bucket goes for a 58-yard field goal in overtime. Sorry, Justin Herbert. You were looking like Dan Marino for a minute. But it didn't work out for you. Chiefs. Defending champions winning overtime over the Chargers 23 to 20. Chiefs 2 0. <laughs> Ravens look like the Ravens of old, putting a spanking on the 0 2 Texans 33 to 16. Deshaun Watson did the best he could, but his best wasn't good enough. Ravens 2 0. 
in the nightcap. What seems to be an off the occurrence with these two teams. Seahawks Patriots go to the final play on the one yard line. This time the Seahawks are victorious. So sorry about Cam Newton's 397 yards in the air and a touchdown. Sorry, Julian Edelman with 179 yards receiving. Pats are handed their first loss of the season. Seahawks win 35-30. Seahawks! 2-0! Those are your NFL scores from Sunday, September 20th. You like how I deliver the scores, guys? Do you watch some um, wrestling on Fox on Friday night or something? Your inner Vince McMahon came out once again. Whenever that happens, you dabbled in some wrestling over the weekend. No, I actually didn't. It's just, you know. I got that vibe too, Frank. You're not, you're not in an island. Well, now. I, you know where the idea came from is I noticed yesterday as games were ending, I think I even said it out loud in the house, Anthony. I said, boy, are there a lot of 2-0 and teams. Yeah, you did. You mentioned it like three times. You were like, wow, there's a lot of 2-0 teams. A bunch now. of 2-0 teams. Well, I've never seen so many 2-0 teams before. Like, we've gone two games and there have been like four teams undefeated left. Like, like just like I, I haven't looked at the standings, but I would venture to say with all the screaming and there's got to be at least 10 teams with two wins. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What a lucky guess that is. (laughs) (laughs) The Saints might be number 11. My Cardinals. First time since 2015, (sighs) starting the year of 2 0. So are you satisfied? Are you happy? Very. Somebody, there will be 11 2 0 teams, by the way, because somebody tonight, unless they finish in a tie, I jinxed it. Oh, because they're both 2 0. They're both 1 0, yes. So somebody will be 2-0. Who cares about the NFL? What? LeBron James gave up. An <laughs> You're right. Who cares about the NFL? With 2.1 seconds left in the game, they were losing by one point because he was busy setting a screen on Mason Plumley. Mario, I know you saw this and laughed. I know you did. I know because your buddy's always defending LeBron. I know you had you got a kick out of this. I know you did. Oh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. I was a pout right there. That was very selfish of him. That was like Chris Paul giving it to Dennis Schroeder for the last shot. That just is inexcusable. But what I don't get is is what motivates that because that gene that like they would call a timeout with five seconds. You know who's getting the ball. <laughs> Well, I've always said that LeBron's more worried about his brand and his legacy than he is as an actual player of the moment. It's one of the reasons why he never did a dunk contest. He's afraid of losing because since he's you've not always, a creative dunker. You've always had that little thing that bothers He's you. afraid of the failure, and he doesn't like the ridicule that comes after it. He, even though he pl- has unbelievable stat lines and he makes a big difference in the game, it, when he doesn't come up at the end, a lot of the media comes at him, and I don't think he likes that. And the fact that he has AD now, I think he can kind of – push some stuff and delegate some of the stuff to him, and that's one of the reasons why he was fine with AD taking the shot yesterday. I find it funny that that's not even the biggest storyline that has to involve with LeBron. But hold on a second. Before you get into that, I don't think he planned on taking the three for the win. Do you? No, I just thought he was going to get an open shot. He just Because he took a step back, he had enough room. Something went wrong. Jokic was also late. I, I felt like I felt like LeBron could have gotten open on that play. By, I, by I the way, like defending LeBron. By by the way, I love interrupting you, Anthony, only because you're talking about LeBron right now, and right now I'm on the anti-LeBron bandwagon. You know, I jump off these bandwagons every few weeks. Um, every, I did forget minutes, to mention. Yeah. I did forget to mention when I did the scores for the NFL. Dude, Russell Wilson threw for five touchdowns yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I might never have been more wrong about someone than that guy. Dak Prescott also, after the awful first half. 450 yards he threw for. With one throwing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. So I may never been. I just know that early Russell Wilson was good, not great, and I had somebody barking in my ear all the time about how great he was. So I guess, you know, he can say he was right all along. I don't. I, we knew he was good. I don't think we knew he was this good. Man, is he good. And he is really in the prime right now. He's doing well. Sorry, Anthony. LeBron. I know if I didn't say that, I'd forget. And I, and, and I didn't forget to mention that guy threw five touchdown passes. Anthony, with 2.1 seconds, there's either a play drawn up. He, if you watch the replay, LeBron's backs to the inbound the whole time. He's yeah. never in a position to want the ball, request the barely ball. He barely moved. He barely moved. I mean... To me, it felt like that was really a broken play. And, I mean, I think it was kind of obvious we knew who the ball was going to try to go to. But I felt like that was a broken play. And LeBron, honestly, just didn't want the moment. Again, like uh, like Frank says, he's a little f- scared of failing, you know? It's just you can't be scared of those moments. You have to step up in those big moments. Your name is LeBron James. you got to step up in those big moments, especially in a playoff game. And he did it multiple times last night. He kept. I'm sorry, Mario. He did it multiple times last night. He kept on passing the ball up when he had open shots uh, within a minute and a half of the, of the game. And it's a critical minute and a half because all of a sudden Denver had a 9-0 lead and you guys had a 12-point uh, lead and all of a sudden it was cut down to two. And if you're going to give it to AD, at least make it look like you're going to get the ball. At least try and get open. Well, he, didn't do a da- he didn't do a damn thing. That's my problem. Exactly. He gave up. He didn't want the ball, and that's not what you do in a West. So let's conference. say the play wasn't drawn up for him. Wouldn't it be his responsibility to act like a decoy of some sort? Which is, yeah. I think that's what Mario's trying to say. He didn't want whatsoever. He didn't. I have a real problem with the end of that game. That that was very Pippin esque. I mean, look. So and uh, we talked about in the first segment they weren't on, but Anthony, like that's LeBron James. So even in the huddle, if the play's drawn out. And even if it's drawn out for AD, shouldn't LeBron James step up and say, no, no, hold on, that's my shot? Exactly. Perhaps, yeah. But, I mean, I like Mario's point. Maybe I'll, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was drawn up like that, but I doubt it was. I think Vogel would have been a little smarter to maybe use him as a decoy and leave an open shot for a guy like Danny Green. Because let's be honest, who in the world wants Anthony Davis taking a three-pointer to win a game? He's done it before, but just... But that's funny you say that, because earlier in that game, he took a three. And I looked at you and I said, this is the problem. They're they're using AD out behind the three-point perimeter when he's the... Like, nobody can cover him in the paint. Why isn't he in the paint? And you told me, these were your words, because he has a pretty mean three-pointer. He can stretch. You said that to me an hour before he hits the game winner. I know, but with 2.1 seconds, you want to go to a more reliable I agree guy. with you. I, I, that's not who my first choice is unless I agree 100% inside. with Anthony. And also, remember, uh, AD grew up as a point guard, and they finally changed up over to a center position when he got to Kentucky because he because of his size. He was so big. But his, notice his handle is phenomenal. Because he was a point guard. That's how he grew up playing ball, as a point guard. Wasn't it a one-point game, too? So they could have just made a two-pointer in they could the have. game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That wasn't their shot of choice. That could not have been their shot of choice. Well, I mean, thank LeBron on that one because LeBron didn't move much. So then what Then what happens on the play draw? Was that what LeBron was supposed to do the entire time? Because it didn't look like he did anything. He just st- he stood out there. They could have put anybody out there in LeBron's place. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yes, Patrick Beverly could have done what Anybody could have done what LeBron did last night. 
Exactly. <sighs> Game three tomorrow night. Um, looks like that will be interesting as well. And um, I think more importantly, guys, the NBA, no matter what the situation is, will always, they'll always control. What am I trying to say here? They always got control of the pace. Like they control traffic. Do you feel me? They control traffic. Yeah, I agree. Well, they do. I, I, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Was this the game for Denver to steal, though? Yeah. They were right there. I mean, Absolutely. I still don't see them doing it Absolutely. three other times. Even if they would have stole last night, I still don't see them beating them three other times. Do you see them, do you see them winning tomorrow? They have no I match see, for I AD. see the Nuggets winning tomorrow. I don't. I don't. I don't think they have any match Ooh. for AD. AD clearly showing that he, he's going to dominate anybody you put on him. Watch tomorrow. Jokic is too slow for him. Watch tomorrow. He went on a nice run, but he went too slow. Jamal Marine is. They're a well coached team that have come has come back uh, twice from three one. They're not going to do the three one thing again. Take well, that out. I, of didn't, I didn't say they were, but they're going to win game three. I find it hard to believe. I hope so. You hope so? Why are you rooting for the Nuggets? I, well, I mean, I want it to be a series. I want it to be a series. And if Miami's going to go seven or or six or whatever they're going to go, if they're going to go deep with, with Boston, because you have to assume they are. Miami's in for a born brawl right now. Of course they are. They they went from being able to put a, a stamp. To Boston just added another max player to their roster right now with Gordon Hayward. 2-1 two, one, two, one up. They've never been more even or at a disadvantage. I'm telling you, I'm so concerned about Wednesday's game. Too much time between the games when they were on, on a roll. Uh, but maybe you stopped the bleeding. They lost. They didn't play well. They didn't shoot well from three. Oh, they shot 29% from three. So 15 mysteries in a row. Just leave it at that. They shot 29% from three and 35% from the floor. So they did not have a good shooting game. And they only lost by 11. Your heart has to break for New England Patriots running back James White. His father, Captain Tyrone White, here in South Florida, was, uh, was killed in an off-duty car crash. Um, James White, mom, Lisa, remains hospitalized. She was in critical condition last night. I don't know how I know she was in surgery. I don't know what her deal is. A lot of players uh, sending their love. Um, but it's definitely a traffic homicide. And condolences should be sent out by the entire league and anybody and everybody who knows this man. Um, what a sad day. He fell on 90 minutes before kickoff. Obviously, he was deemed inactive at that point. And I'm sure his hands are more full than he ever expected them to be. So our prayers are with the White family and definitely with James White. That's some tough news to get right before, uh, right before a football game. Come back from break. All right, so I'm going to change gears just a little bit. Were, were you aware that there was an Emmy Awards last night? Not at all. I was. Neither was I. I can't imagine that got very good ratings. Well, I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football and Big Brother. And when a great one dies, it has to be recognized. And um, RBG was a great one. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Ginsburg passes away, 87 years of age, and now obviously everything breaks open and a scurry between both sides to figure out if they're going to fill that seat before the election or after the election. 
uh, that takes away from the story of a Brooklyn-born lady who was simply a badass and a champion for the right cause. Um, I saw a lot of women celebrating her life over the weekend. I think everybody should celebrate her life because she defied all odds all the time. At one point, she was part of a law school group of 350 people. I think there were like seven women or something like that. Like She just always defied the odds. Um, rest in eternal power. And hopefully you can do something from up there and, uh, and keep us focused on our American values because you sure did a lot down here for us to do that. We come back from break. We'll dabble in that because it's funny to see that she had an impact. And I have a feeling even with the youngsters here and on deck, she may have had an impact with them. So we'll talk about that, talk about the Emmys. My goodness. Storms are now Greek names, right? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, they went through the entire alphabet. They went to alpha, now, they now they're alphabet. on beta. Yeah, they do the Greek alphabet now. Now we're on beta already. This is the f second time in history that we go into the Greek alphabet. Yeah, of course. In the year of, uh, of perfect eyesight. The last time was oh, in 2005. What's crazy is that um, Portugal, I believe, got hit with a hurricane. And there's a hurricane or a tropical storm that developed in the Medi Mediterranean Sea. Which, that's very rare. If I'd have had some 2020 vision, I would have skipped and gone from 19 to uh, 21. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to put this one on the report. You know that. Only because that song particularly I love. Well, you know why we're playing it, right? Remember. What's the date? 21st night, September. By the way, alley oop to your son on that one. Shake it, Anthony. Go for it. There you go, Pops. Shit, I like a virtual dance off here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let it ride. Let it ride. Woo. I got nothing to say about the Emmys, just to make up for lost time, because I want to play this song. I did forget it was the 21st night of September. <laughs> That's why I looked at the clock when you played it. I was like, oh, it's today. <laughs> I tried to remember, too. That's what happens when you get old. Well, another million remembered, so we're good. You know what I love? This is Pitt's favorite song. And it was a cloudy day. He loves this song. Uh, 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 that song's got bop to it. It transcends. I got no problem thinking that if you play that song in a club, that everybody will get up and dance. Yeah, yeah, that like, song carries you over. Be, like, like, at an EDM, if you put a little beat behind it, they'll, they'll dance. I mean, I don't know. Oh, my God. They're like a lot of Bass, play that song, they're going to go nuts. Even a lot of these Spanish songs that from back in the day are coming out with EDM remixes. And I heard Oye Como Va the other day. I heard another one. Um, also, the What Is Love from, you remember, Ro Night of the Roxbury? They put a crazy remix on that that's been blowing up on um, on Globalization. There's there's a lot of them. Shout out to Globalization. I went to Wild for it the other day and they were playing globalization on the air. Nice. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. I don't want to talk about the Emmys. 
because I don't know what happened. I, just, I was like, the Emmys were not really? Okay. That's great. Beta is a storm taking aim at Texas. I'm just marveled that we're not even in October and we're in, like, what the hell? So 1992, on August 24th, Andrew A. hit. Right. We're four weeks removed from August 24th, 20. Yeah, but this we're. This garbage year that we call 20. We were already getting storms before June. Yeah, like, no, we're I know. calling was, them like we three knew it was subtropical be. storms yeah. or whatever. Or some crazy names we've never even heard of. We knew it was going to be one of those years. Thing is, like, all these storms are being, they're, they're all active, but they're not necessarily aiming in our direction, which is kind of a blessing. Bermuda's gotten rocked twice in, like, within three days or something like that. That was pretty crazy. My niece lives out there. Tough. She okay? Yeah, she's right. fine. They know how to survive these hurricanes better than anybody. Oh, yeah. They've been through so many of them. Over the weekend, we got the news. Ruth Bader Ginsburg passes away, and I brought up in the other segment. Enough of me. I want to hear our youngsters because I, I, find that I found it most interesting over the weekend to realize that this goes over generations. Like, youngsters are quite aware of her impact and, and of her legend. And a few of ours included. Speak up, young Padawans. Like I, I was marveled by this. I didn't expect um I didn't expect you guys to be so into I would figure oh, another boomer goes down. I like I'm not <laughs> trying to be a, a jokester, but it's not something I expected you guys to have grasped the way you have. Go for it. Um, well, to me, um, I didn't really know this much until she passed, but I knew she was like important, of course, and I knew that she did like good things. But um, like, she did a lot of good things for the LGBT community. She um, like voted for the majority to like dismiss the uh, Defense of Marriage Act, which was like um, prohibited same-sex couples from like marrying. And then she voted for the majority again this year when um, Trump was trying to like uh, have discrimination towards um, people uh, with different gender identities and, um, you know, and, and work. And he was having them um, trying to get them discriminated at work and she voted for that to not happen. So it was very important because, you know, I am part of the LGBT community. I don't know. Most of you guys knew that. But anyways, yeah, so it is important to me. And now that she's passed, you know, um, there's a lot of fear in the LGBT community because um, Trump is trying to um, find a conservative to replace her in that seat. But, you know, I'm still thankful for her. So, yeah. It's it's funny because, you know, a lot of times the Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices for for in layman's world go unknown you know what i'm saying but this lady always stood out in that group for so many reasons but it's because of the way she championed causes that's what was what was what stood out the most to me about her and her life uh, i wasn't aware she was born in brooklyn i didn't know that you know that's a big deal to me you're born in brooklyn I mean, yeah. but uh nicole will you guys be talking about that on the youth today I'm going to be changing up one of my topics to definitely talk about it. I, my, my own personal opinion on her is that she basically sort of wrote some people into existence in the political sense of it, because she has been such an, an advocate for uh, the LGBTQ plus community, 
and for women and for so many other people who've kind of been silenced in, in moments when they shouldn't have been. And she's really put a lot of effort. And that's something that I, I really, uh, that, that does really stick with me because for my own personal reasons, and I, I find it to be insane how a lot of people now, I mean, including myself to some degree, are just kind of worried about where they stand and who's going to question them at this point because of the fact that she's passed. And it is a little sad that we had to focus on an older lady who had who had cancer, who's working 80-hour plus shifts to kind of feel validated in the fact that now that she's passed and she's done so much hard work for a lot of us to just say that we can be here essentially and we can feel validated to a certain extent and have her now pass it is it did it did hit me when i when i when i saw it i woke up from a nap when i saw it and it it wasn't it wasn't a nice waking up feeling well, what what's the regrettable part is how it's being politicized with senate majority leader mitch mcconnell four years ago uh feeling uh that they they couldn't move on Barack Obama's nominee, Merrick Garland, and he had had him ready, ready to go many months before the, 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 it was like March before the November election, he had him ready to go. And McConnell insisted that the voters should decide the destiny of the court. Now, 43 days removed from an election, now he wants to rush and make this. So it's completely the opposite. It's complete hypocrisy. And, and what bugs me is that that lives amidst her death when we should be recognizing her life and, and her many, many... Uh, contributions as a Supreme Court justice, as a lawyer, as a judge, so many things that she did and so many things that she stood for. Uh, it bothers me. It bothers me that it's gotten to this. But uh, I guess that's the world we live in. Um, needless to say, I think she was definitely an, an inspiration. I mean, most of you know I want to go to law school and I do want to be a lawyer. And she's someone I... I really look up to because my dream is to be a Supreme Court judge and she, and fight for the things she fought for. So it was really, it honestly really shocked me. And I cried. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be 100%. I cried because I was just, I couldn't, like my, I couldn't wrap my head around what was, what was going on. But at the end of the day, I know that she was suffering and she was such a great person. The last thing I want her to do is suffer. Like I, you know. I think the other thing that plays is is again the the fact that her seat now is open, and I hate to say it, but I can remember months ago when she was ill, saying, you know, all I pray is that she makes it to the election, which is a very sour thing to say because it politicizes her life. Um, and it hit me when I heard of her death over the weekend because I remember saying that. And I'm like, man, you know what? We forget sometimes. These are people uh, with feelings. You hear her speak. You hear she spoke um, so well, so eloquently. She stood for so many things. I, I don't know. I, I almost felt bad that I had done that. But again, I mean, we, we all make mistakes and we learn from them. But in learning how she's so loved, and you've seen some of the homages and some of the things that have been done in her in her honor and her memory uh, across the country have just been pretty much amazing but uh, I wanted to get your guys I just wanted to hear how, what you guys had to say about it go ahead Sabrina you wanted to say something um so honestly 
I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know who she was until all this happened. Like, I heard her name, but I didn't really pay much attention into it. And then, like, once I heard about it, then I started looking into her. And it's, like, sad to lose someone that has done, like, so much for for the country and for our own people instead of looking at the bigger points. And it's sad to lose someone like that. And, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's just even if you didn't know her, you learned about her this weekend. That's for sure. And I didn't expect so many of you knew who she was. That's I think was the biggest curveball to me. Rest in power is all I can say. Uh, we move forward. We've got so much more to get to. I did NFL scores. Didn't even do baseball. Leave that for the second hour, if that's okay with you. We did talk a whole lot of basketball next hour. We'll talk some football. Final stretch of these pennant races. Marlins are still, is it, is it a fake playoff thing now? They'd still, if it was the old format, they'd still be in today. If they sweep the Braves, they go into the weekend uh, in first, uh, leading the division. This is going to be interesting. Who would have ever thought? And they finally caught up because they did all, they played a ton of yeah, double Now the Cardinals are the ones that are really being a pain in their th- Ugh. The interesting thing is going to be how tired they're going to be rolling into the playoffs because of all the extra game they've played within the last three weeks. Well, we'll see what happens. It's fun. It's September 21st, and the Marlins are in a playoff race. I like that. That's fun. Even oh, if it was con- – yeah, it's yeah, fun. It's fun. I hit the wrong button. It's not fake, though. No, now the, now I have uh-huh. to shut up about the fake. I drove in this morning. I'm like, all right, I got to shut my mouth about the fake first not place. Not fake. So. I'm rooting them on. Not fake. You better be. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm an employee. You know, root, root for the home team. Come I'm on. Eligible for a ring if they win. They won't give you one. They won't. I'm eligible. Eligible. They'll probably make you pay for it. You know, knowing you, you would. Look at them. They would give me a discount. They would give me a discount. No, there's teams There's teams that they, what they do. Like, they'll give their full-time employees the ring. They'll give it to the ring. And then the other part-time employees, whoever's associated with the team, they'll give them the ring at a, at a percentage, like at a discount. At a discount, sure. <laughs> you, yeah. Me eligible for a ring? <laughs> I'm all over it. Get out of here. You out of your So mind. you would on a discounted rate, you'd pay for for a World Series ring if the Marlins won the World Series. Yeah, it depends on what the price is, but yeah. I wonder well, if I mean, we can find that out. I, I have a feeling it's a lot of money. It's gonna me. be a lot of money. But I I'd take a loan out and I'd set like Pat Riley like in my chair like this lean back. Oh my god. With my hands all like with, like with Mr. The, with the like, one ring, Frank, yeah. One ring. Like this. Just go borrow one of Jordan's. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. That song always hits the spot. Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. I like that song. It's a good song. Phenomenal song. Reminds me of those days, back in the days. I just loved, I love those songs. Like, I, I was telling you off the break, if you ever played like Rock Band or Guitar Hero or one of those songs, like that was one of those songs that everybody would want to play and you just really got into it, into one of those guitar riffs or whatever. I think that song actually was on um, Guitar Hero, The Sweet Child of Mine. And then we were talking about Enter Sandman from Metallica. That was on the Rock Band. 
I'm gonna take it out of the closet today. I'm gonna play. Are you really gonna do I'm that? I'm really gonna do it. I'm gonna send you videos of me jamming on the on the guitar. You're I'm so sorry on the on the drums. All you gotta do is bring something up. Bring it up. And that's it. All the old school stuff that I have that I save. There's certain things that I save that I don't get rid of because I know that they bring back a certain. Ah, what's the right word for it? It's called a bad memory. No, it's good memories. Like they're fun, you know. And, 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 and can't think of the word right now, but I, I just love playing. I just love dabbling back into it and just being associated with it. So there's certain things that I will never, ever get rid of. Rock band was one of those things. And my girl's like, oh, it's in the middle of the room. It makes this giant mess. It's just an eyesore. I found a way to stash it behind my recliner so nobody ever sees it. You've been to my house like 50 times. You've never even noticed it. That's true. I haven't really noticed it, to be honest with you. So today's that day. So you're going to pull it out and you're going to play it. I'm going to pull it out, I'm going to play it, and I'll set, put videos, and I'll send them to you. That's interesting. Just to prove that I'm playing. Just to prove. I don't know if I can bust out the expert mode like I used to. It's been a while, but... Yeah, what is it? Once a drummer, always a drummer, right? Dabbling. I'll start a medium or something. Right? Isn't that the whole... Be, I'll be your guitarist if you need one. Oh, I'm 100% down, man. We can do the entire rock band. I need a singer. Remember so when you one... used to play guitar, Anthony, only oh, I wouldn't guitar. connect yeah. you? I, I was just... I was pretty good at the whole guitar thing. And I was you like weren't connected. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm 100%, yeah, I'm 100 down, and the fact that you have a PS4 in your house, then that way the next time I go by, I'll bring the entire set. Oh, I think we had it for the Xbox. <laughs> you yeah, have it for the PS4? The That's great. Yeah, when you were little, I used to pretend like you were playing, but you didn't. But then you got a little older, and no, I could have pulled that on you. I but, I, but, but then you got older, and then we had to play. Towards yeah. the end of the life of that game, we did play it. Oh, we used to do the same thing with my stepbrother when he was little. I used to give him a control. used to think we were playing, but it was disconnected the entire time. I guess I wasn't the only I one. I do. I do that to Benjamin sometimes. Sorry, Ben. But... <laughs> <laughs> he he caught on to my tricks. He'll be like, "Why isn't the remote turned? Why isn't the? Yeah, he's, why isn't but the he's a smart blue? kid, though, man. That's a smart kid. Well, about it was about that age. I had to stop with Anthony. But around seven, he figured out. Like even before that, he figured. Out, I used to, I'm talking about he was four and five in Curious. That's what I was talking about. Was, but, but he was pretty quick to figure out he wasn't doing anything. And he stopped. He goes, "I'm not doing anything. It's not working." <laughs> Kids are smarter these days, man. I have a I have a friend that he has a five year old son, and the kid watches YouTube videos now of how to beat the Lego game, and then he goes and he plays the Lego game and he beats it. He's five years old. Kid's beating games already. Like that's pretty crazy. He's a cheater, though. Ah, come on. The fact that he thought about it, going on YouTube and looking this up already, he's already a step ahead of everybody yeah, else. The, the the fact that he had the thought process to do that in the first place that's pretty impressive. At five years old, that's pretty impressive, and he's already a step above the rest. Yeah, but don't congratulate him. He needs to do it on his own. I didn't Sound congratulate angle. him. I'm just congratulating his thought process. No, he's a cheater. Work smarter. Work smarter, not harder. Really? No, I'm not yeah. congratulating that. I'm sorry. You got to fake it till you make it, Mario. There you go. That's another one. <laughs> God, you guys, are, you guys are killing me with these. <laughs> this just can't be real. Like, you actually just said that? Oh, 100%. What's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. You really just said that. That's crazy. When have I ever said, no, I can't do something? Yeah, you always say you can. Sometimes I don't know how to do it. And I figure it out. Go on YouTube, figure it out. Then execute. You look like a genius. Mario, if I'm building a shelf, 
and I go on YouTube to search a tutorial, is that cheating on building the shelf? No, no, no. That's different. You're you're not uh, playing. You know, uh, trying to get the challenge. Well, if you're building a shelf for fun, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because uh, you're, welcome you're to my world. Hold on, ask me Leon. You can ask me Leon. Yeah, welcome that. to my world. Ask Amigo. Oh. <laughs> uh, but if you're playing a game to solve the challenge, you Google it on YouTube. No, that's not it. No, you need to play it to solve the challenge. I didn't beat my first game since I till I was 12 because I refused to look on YouTube on how to beat it. And I would always cry when I'd spend hours on the same level. So that kid needs to suffer as I did. Wow. So it's there. That's, that's where you're at with this, huh? I think Mario is just jealous because he didn't think of going on YouTube and figuring yeah. it out. And then later on, when he finally beat the game at 12, he's like, oh, you go on YouTube? I didn't know that. I always play games where it's like, you know, you play against somebody like my dad. My dad would always beat me. And I know we just couldn't it, look up the right cheats. That's the only problem. You just couldn't look up the right cheats. He didn't have that thought process. Well, in his defense, neither did I. I mean, in the Lego story. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have that against me. Yeah. You would figure you would have learned some of those because you got tired of the spanking. I mean, hold on a minute. But we all did oh, that man. as gamers, even growing up. Milian, like you and I didn't have the YouTube, but we had GamePro. Like we would have to go to Publix and buy those GamePro magazines or Nintendo Power. And that's how we found strategies and maps to certain games. And that's how you beat those games. So th this cheating. has been going on for ages. It's not cheating. It's cheating, it's though. It's not cheating. No, you're supposed to do it's it on your cheating. own. Uh, Mario. If you're searching up strategies, that's not cheating. Mario, it's, no, it's not. It's called getting ahead of the game. Calm exactly. down. No, it's not. Mario, if, Mario, if, if six-year-old me gets on my iPad and searches up strategies for NCAA 14, is that cheating, Mario? Okay, that's different. We're talking about these Lego that's games. It. That's it. That, 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 We're that's talking it. about these Lego games where the thing is it's a puzzle that you need to solve. So if you go on YouTube and then you see how to solve the puzzle, that's cheating. Now, if you're playing a football game, you're looking on, oh, best place to, you know, run. Okay, that's different. But it's not but a puzzle game. It's it's like a Lego it, game. It's different. It's like a Lego Man game, so like Batman Lego Man or something. So you're not building puzzles. It's the map. So if you're going through a certain map and you got to pick up certain objects and you can't go to the next level or the next part of the stage until you pick up these certain objects, you kind of have to figure out where the objects are. So you kind of look at a strategy guide. No, you don't look at strategy guy. You figure it out for themselves. You think the developers of the game built it like they built it in a way for you to solve by yourself with no strategy guide. You don't need no strategy guide. Come on, solve it on your own. The Play developers built it's the strategy guide. It's called working well, smarter, not harder. It's not gonna stop me from cheating, so I really don't care. So is this where Captain Contrarian comes in again? Because we completely missed that whole. Segway, because Mario's like defeating his own argument. Of course, of course, he comes in. That that's his that's his nickname. I listen. You you can use the strategy guide all you want, but I'm just gonna not like. Don't congratulate yourself for beating you. Did it cheating? Come on. Would you call Winners it cheating though? Really? I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Hey, no. listen. I had a revelation because I played the Lego Star Wars game as a kid. And I, it was based on the movie. So when I actually watched the Star Wars movie and I tried it in the game and it worked, I it, it you get like a feeling of, you know, like, wow, I did that like on my own. I solved that puzzle with my own brain. If you just look up a strategy guide and you kind of just follow the strategy guide, you don't 
really challenge yourself. You're you kind of just following somebody else doing it. But I agree to I I agree with you to a point because you do get a sense of accomplishment when you do it without reading a strategy guide or whatever. But I'm I mean the kid's not necessarily I wouldn't necessarily read the strategy guide and do exactly everything according to the strategy guide. I would play the game. There's parts of the game that you kind of get stuck. You try to figure it out for a little bit. You finally get frustrated, and it's between a forget this game because there's no end to it, or B, what's the trick that I'm missing so then that way I can keep on going with the rest of the game and keep on challenging my mind? Okay. I mean, still, it's that the frustration. It's, you know, you need to climb the mountain in order to get Mario, to the top. Mario, you're just mad salty. You got stuck on, like, level four of Lego Star Wars. Yeah, still. No, I didn't get stuck. I told you I beat it. Hey, I, I, I accomplished it. Even mountain, cl- even mountain climbers have ropes with hooks attached to them so they can climb the rock easier. Exactly. Yeah, but if you do it without any equipment, you feel, you know, good or better about yourself. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Use a no. strategy guide. I don't really care. Melian uses strategy guides. Strategy guides are not even close to cheating. I mean, the strategy guides, they don't tell you exactly what to do. They kind of just, you know, nudge you in the right direction. Googling the answers on YouTube, that's kind of just like cheating on a test. Oh, my God. He's so bad. Captain Contrarian, Mario. What's wrong with you? (laughs) No, no. I thought we were talking about, like, Googling. You're not technically cheating. That's what I'm saying. You're not technically cheating. You're just advancing yourself a bit. That's all we're saying. You're giving yourself a nudge, a a little push, a little shove in the right direction. Okay, okay. All right. I understand that, but I still think playing it without the strategy guide is the correct way to play the game. Mario, again, you're just salty that you got stuck on level four. I told you seven years old. That's I all it is, bro. I just, the experience is that I beat the level. What did you just say? I said I... the whole point of me bringing up that experience of Lego Star Wars is that I beat the level. Are you sure? I don't think you did. I don't think I you did. did. I remember. <laughs> I think we all level. don't think the you way, did. The way that you're reacting to everything yeah. that's happening right now, I think you're too defensive for you to have passed. You're getting very defensive. Do you want me to bring up my Wii and show you how I beat that level? Like, what else is there for me to do? Come on. Do I need to give a step-by-step explanation? Do I need to show my work on how I beat this Lego Star Wars as level? A, as a matter of fact, yes. Yes. Yes, you do. May, may, maybe make a strategy guide for it. I get the I get the you know the intention of being integrous, but I mean you're allowed to like it's like anything else. You want some tips to try to get to the promised land. It was never a, a Grand Theft Auto I played that I didn't buy the book and you know figure out way like you don't have all day. Like even fighting games back in the day, all the strategy guides would give you the moves. So in order to get better at the game, you had to learn the moves. You couldn't just figure out the moves on your own. You needed some help in order to figure out the moves and the combos and combo breakers and all that stuff. And the fatality. That makes sense. Like fight certain games, I get where the strategy guide could come in hand because they don't exactly, especially like the older games that don't tell you anything. You kind of need the strategy guide. It's kind of necessary. But like these newer games, they just have so much built into them that I, I really don't think a strategy guide is necessary. Hence why we don't really see them anymore. It's kind of just replaced by the internet. Mortal Kombat has like a menu, and you go on the menu, and it tells you the moves. Yeah, those yeah, new, the newer games do. The but newer games do, Kimberly. Um, but the uh, but the older, <laughs> when I grew up, that those menus didn't exist. So you had to either a push all the buttons at the same time until you came up with these moves, or b you had to go to Publix and go buy a strategy guide because it's not like you can look online either. And then you have to write them down so you can look back at your strategies whenever you're playing the Lights. game. 
Yeah, you have to write them down. Write them down. Write them down. You memorize them. We wouldn't make photocopies. Oh, you haven't played. I what? I remember, not me. I never wrote down strategies. I'm saying that my but my brother we used to write down strategies. I'm not saying me. Calm down. He would write them down. He would memorize them. Then he would give it to his friends. That's how it worked. Well, that's that's not even that's not even fun because yeah, I I had to figure out my myself like when my dad would make me play like MK um three. I'm pretty sure it was. I had to learn the combos by myself. And then he's just giving it away for free? Nah, nah. No, nah. he didn't give it away for free. He got paid for it. But remember, work smarter. Okay, no. Nah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I hate to break up this gamer dork convention on my radio show. But I will, I'll say, since I mostly played the sports games, like if I played something else, I'd take any hint I would be able to get. It didn't bother me much. Back in the day, Nintendo hired uh, thousands of people to learn these games, to play these games, and then they would sit in a control room or in call center, and then you would call these people to try to figure out how to beat certain games because there wasn't no internet and stuff like that. So strategy in games and, and being assisted in games and how to get to the next level has always been applauded and part of games. Don't go too far, though. Those, those books that they used to <laughs> publish. Nintendo Power, Game Pro. No, not the magazines. The book for the specific game that was like... Oh, yeah, it was like a $15, $20 strategy guide. Yeah, you're 100% strategy guide correct. They were called. Right. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. We'll be back on the other side. Another hour in the books. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hmm. Frank, some stuff that I've kept from talking about, but we're, we're going to bring it up today. Um, just because, like, I, I deal with this. I dealt with it for many years. And now since I, I, I believe in the cause, um, I, I think that it's important for people to know a little bit about Alzheimer's. You know how near and dear to my heart This uh, this cause is. Yeah, buddy. Think about 
there's some stuff that people don't necessarily know off the top of their head. Sixth leading cause of death in the United States. I don't want to get into morbid conversations, but there's a lot of ways you can die. One in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. It kills more than breast cancer, breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. I wasn't aware those numbers were that high. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people don't know. I think more importantly, there's a lot of things because you can bring up stats till you're blue in the face. But warning signs, those are things that a lot of people don't even realize. Like They'll be looking at someone who's having the issue, and they don't even realize it. November 14th is our walk here in Miami. It's a walk. It's not your typical walk. We're not going to be going to Museum Park to walk. Everybody's been doing the virtual walk. But I think this has got to be a year where what's important is bringing what we may say awareness and knowledge to what Alzheimer's is. Because a lot of people just know it as, oh, that thing that you don't remember anymore. You, you lose your memory. It does destroy your memory. It's a progressive disease that destroys your memory. And in other important mental functions. It uh, all has to do with brain cell connections. It all has to do with the, those cells degenerating. And then, like when your batteries go dead, it's kind of the same thing. And nothing registers to the brain. You were mentioning warning signs. Uh, do you have a list of some of those warning signs? Because I'm not, to be honest, I'm not even aware of what they are. Um, there are a lot of different warning signs. The one thing that to me is is a standout thing is that many times you already have the disease before you show some of these signs. But if you have memory loss, for example, that disrupts your daily life, can't remember where you put the salt or whatever, uh, things that you normally do without a problem, you're now having trouble doing, daily tasks, you just you, you can't do them. It's not, I don't know. Uh, when you have to solve a problem or plan, if you see that they get confused, that's a sign of it. Um, some were familiar, right? But they're like, where am I? Like, I don't recognize where I'm at. What do you mean you don't recognize where you're at? You've been here 276 times in your life. Uh The obvious misplacing things, repeating of stories. There's different warning signs, but a lot of times people just, for example, it is already kind of a joke. Like when you get older, you sort of forget. Well, not really a joke. A lot of times that has to do with the, it's a direct result of you having, you know, onset dementia or the beginnings of Alzheimer's. That's what happened with my father-in-law. You know, you know. So I asked our young Padawans to give me some facts. When I call, I mean, when I call on them, I'm just going to give them the spit, spit me a fact. Let's learn here real quickly before we go to break. Lucas, give me an Alzheimer's fact. Um, well, I have a fact about one of the early symptoms. Sure. Or signs about it. 
like one of the early symptoms is like problems with speaking and writing. Like even they could be with familiar words that they probably knew before because they could forget just how to properly pronounce stuff or how to properly speak and write, you know, how they were originally doing before they had Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's, but Good now job. Since they're getting older. They have trouble with it. Good job, Lucas. Mr. Frazier, give me an Alzheimer's fact. Hear me? I'm sorry. I'm gonna write it on chat. I can't. I, I'm not. I'm having trouble understanding you. Are you? Is your microphone working okay? I don't know what's going on. All right. I write it on the chat. No, no, absolutely not. Um, Sabrina, give me your fact, please. Alzheimer's is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. Monique Madrid. Yes, sir. Give me your Alzheimer's fact. Um, to detect Alzheimer's, you can use peanut butter to like measure their sense of smell. Oh, I didn't know that one. You just taught me something. That one I didn't know. Kimberly, you have something for me? Um, half of the adults age 85 and over have Alzheimer's. Half? Wow. Araya, you have something for me? Uh, women are like five times more likely to get it. And, um, genetics, uh, the, the sex difference is like really complex because of the like biology and stuff like that. So good job, Araya Brittany. I don't know why we can't hear her. She's been having microphone She's been having for like the last four classes. So yep. I don't know what's going on. I just have her unplug it and plug it again. Relax. Don't worry about it. Nicole, you got something for me? Kind of going off of what Araya was saying. The first patient, the first person to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's was Augusta Thier. She was a German woman. She was 51, and it was in 1906. Mario? There are over 15 million unpaid caregivers for people with Alzheimer's. Go for it, Kimberly. Going off with the riot, like, women are more likely to have it also because, like, they live longer than men so most patients are like 85 and over and women tend to live longer so they tend to catch it more interesting i've always shared my perspective not that i'm going to make anthony Milian share his uh but i know you'll have a fact more importantly you you can you can share firsthand but that was like you grew up with your grandfather having alzheimer's for pretty much all of the life you knew and you remembered um yeah it's pretty much to me, that's how I knew him has. So it was just more so it was normalized to me. And one of the facts that I'm going to say about Alzheimer's is that Alzheimer's has seven different stages where it can progress from being very severe to being very mild and very You mean mild. very mild to very severe, Papa. You said it the wrong way. Very mild. To, I apologize. Yeah. Very mild to very severe. But when it gets to the 
deeper numbers, the six or seven stages, which is where it gets really severe. It's tough because they don't remember. And to share a little bit of a anecdote, my grandfather, um, anytime I'd walk in to the house that he was in or the room, I'd say hi to him. And sometimes he'd get confused with his son or my cousin, confused with everybody. So it does get to a point where you don't remember who is who and where you are. It gets really tough for some people with Alzheimer's. Yeah, man, it's it's something I don't wish this on anyone, but at the same time, wish I'd have known a lot of what I know today going into that journey 15 years ago when it started about 13 or 14 years ago. Um, we lost him four years ago. He had it the better part of 10 years, about eight and a half, nine years he had it. Um, that's why I've worked so hard, you know, with Alzheimer's and ALZ.org because uh, I think it's one of those things that we don't necessarily know enough about. We should know a lot about it. It should be stuff that we see right away. You know, and, and while it's not like when you see the, the signs of a stroke, many people are trained to know what a sign of a stroke is. Hey, something's not right, you know. Um, it's not something that can immediately make or break it, but you've got to be alert for those changes. It's almost the difference between preparing for a tornado and preparing for a hurricane. Tornado is a stroke. You you can overcome it. It's a quick thing you got to do now. React now, 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 now. The long-term effects of Alzheimer's, if you don't put up your shutters or you don't do what you got to do, uh, it's it's a living nightmare. It really is. So you'll hear us talk a lot about Alzheimer's here on the show. You hear these spots all the way, all the time on Slam Radio. I appreciate all of you taking a little time. Make sure you submit your facts to me so that I have them to grade, of course. I don't usually conduct school business on the air, but had to do that. And we come back from break. More of the shame, sports, music, and all the best stuff on a Monday morning right here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.